0: And welcome to another episode of Beautifully Broken. I hope everyone is doing great. We have had some sickness in my house. I haven't uh, done a podcast for the last two weeks, and I think there's a couple reasons. But one was that we have been sick, Um, and yes, with the dreaded COVID, but it wasn't me. It was my son, and um, I actually made it through without getting covid which was great and he he weathered the storm really well not too bad so uh i think his biggest symptom something that he would complain about was he was just tired so uh he just slept a lot i didn't see him we just you know stuck food by his door and uh, <laughs> and, and now he's doing great so um i'm glad that he is well, and that we do not have it before Thanksgiving, which is something that I am thankful for. So I hope you all are doing well. Um, It's so hard to believe. I feel like 2020 is like some sort of weird vortex where (laughs) like we've been sucked in and it feels like this is the never ending year. And yet somehow we're already at Thanksgiving Does does anybody else feel that way? It's like such a weird feeling. Like it's been so entirely the longest year of my life. And yet it's, it's been, you know, relatively short too. I don't, I don't know how to put that into words, but some weird vortex feels right. It's, it's definitely been a year, a weird year. So I hope you all are doing well. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving is such a, just, a, we love Thanksgiving in my home. It was something that we celebrated when the kids were growing up. We had this tradition and we chose Thanksgiving, uh, I maybe because of my birth order, um, my parents' Had grandchildren by the time I started having children. So their Christmas was already pretty well set, as far as like, you know, watching the other uh, older grandchildren opening Christmas presents and whatnot. So uh, Greg and I chose Thanksgiving to kind of make that really super f- family friendly holiday. Um, I always go over to my mom's house. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, in fact, doing it again this week to uh, decorate her home for Christmas. And then we spend the night, Wednesday night, and Thursday morning. It's biscuits and gravy, and we get ready for Thanksgiving dinner. My mom used to um, host it, she doesn't host it anymore. Um, so it's not as hectic, I suppose, as it used to be. But the kids loved it growing up. You know, they come to mama and papa's house and they spent the night. And, you know, of course for us adults, it's a little bit more <laughs> you know, there's a lot involved with packing and even though it was overnight, it was it was kind of a hassle, but it was something that we made a tradition. And my kids loved it. I mean, that's, so Thanksgiving for us was kind of like our big holiday. Not that Christmas wasn't, but there's just so much family tradition around it. And I think that, of course, when you lose someone and you then go to do those holiday traditions, of course, they're just, they're never the same. And I am now walking um, through my 5th year of um walking through this without Greg. He died December 6th. Uh so so this is actually only my 4th Thanksgiving without him. And yet that 5 years ago, I was sitting in hospice with him watching him actively die. So I don't really like to count <laughs> that Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I basically skip Thanksgiving one year. I, anyways, it, if you're a caregiver, um, just know this year I am praying extra for you. Uh, I, I need to talk to the caregivers at some point and just express to you that I know that you're tired and i know that you're weary and exhausted not just physically but mentally spiritually everything and just know that that in this season of being thankful i'm thankful for you and i'm praying for you that god will give you strength and grace and a thankful heart this season so Walking into all these seasons, you know especially the holiday seasons is is difficult when you've lost a loved one and I know that the first several years um, I just kind of was numb through them, and it wasn't until a particular Christmas that I kind of changed the way I was doing holidays, uh, for my kids. I'll talk about that later, but I definitely go into every holiday season now trying to focus just on that particular holiday. So this year has been about being thankful and there's so many things to be thankful for. Uh, I love reading Paul's writing, because Paul, he led a difficult life, and most of the books he wrote was from prison, and that alone is not not necessarily a, a place where you know things are nice and and rosy and whatnot. Uh, but he knows what it's like to suffer. He knows what it's like to be lonely. He knows what it's like to to miss out and to feel isolated and in ephesians 5:20 paul writes giving thanks always and for everything to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ and you know first reading that you're like of course paul like the preachers always say you know give thanks always for everything but but seriously he was in prison when he wrote that. And this wasn't like a prison that you and I think of today. This was probably a pit. You know, some dark, disgusting place with rusty chains that are rubbing his skin raw. I- I'm sure that there were mice and all sorts of bugs that I don't really want to talk about right now that were his companions and... um you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was damp, which is, uh, you know, raises a, a whole nother level of, you know, can you imagine your skin just always being wet? Um, anyways, it just wasn't pleasant. So when you really think about what he's saying here, give thanks always and for everything. I feel like no matter where you are in life in the year 2020, you've 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 experienced some sort of <laughs> um, uh, difficulty this year. I think we all have, whether it's, you know, fighting the loss of losing someone, um, you know, with that grief. And, or maybe it's, you know, you lost a job. Maybe you're fearful for money. Maybe you're uncomfortable because you are not where you want to be. Whatever it is, let's really think about what Paul is saying here. Give thanks always and for everything. If I'm being honest, uh, I don't always give thanks. I don't always really appreciate everything that's going on in my life. So... This season, as we walk into Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow, how can we be thankful always and for everything? And I really think it has to do with a perspective change because we really do have so much to be grateful for. I always think about what my husband used to say. He said, hold your hand in front of your face and blow on your palm. Do you feel that? If there's air moving through your lungs, then you have a purpose still left for this life. Maybe, maybe some of you, you are struggling this season with feeling like there's purpose, that there's a plan. Can I just challenge you? If you are a believer if you believe in our great God, then you should have enough faith to understand that He is in control of everything. It doesn't matter what the what's happening to the world outside. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. God is in control. And I feel like we get so short-sighted on thinking about our life today in this moment, what's happening in this moment, if we pull back our perspective, if we would just pull back and see that this life, the one we're living today, is not the one that we're going to spend the most amount of time in. In fact, this life is a blip compared to our eternal life. But we focus so much and it's so easy. I'm, I'm just speaking to myself as well. It's so easy to get wrapped up in what's going on in this world with the politics and the disease and the masks and the limited travel and the jobs and the money and the everything that we lose perspective. We lose sight of what's really important. And you know what's really important? Every day to be more like Christ. And every day... To give thanks, always, and for everything. What a challenge this is. I mean, I can't imagine. It would be so easy to throw stones at Paul and say, oh, that's like so easy. But n- no, seriously, he was in prison. <laughs> he was in a pit. And here he is, extorting the people he was writing to. And I, I feel like he's challenging us today too. give thanks, always, and for everything. What's going on in your life right now? What is it that you are not thankful for? I know I'm not thankful that all my kids are not going to be home this year. I'm not thankful that my life doesn't look the way I want it to look. I'm not thankful that my person is not with me. And yet, can I take those things and figure out a way to be thankful for them? I guess I'm so thankful that my kids are healthy, that they're thriving. I know that that might not always be the case, but right now it is. Can I be thankful that my husband is in heaven and he's not suffering? I can always be thankful for that. And I think when we focus on being thankful for those things, instead of just always thinking about what what could have been, what should have been, focusing on what, what is lost and not what was left, our hearts can become bitter. But when we look at things, when we find things that we can be thankful for, It just makes everything so much better. Growing up, Thanksgiving always meant uh, the uh, sound of music with my dad. And we had this rocking chair, which was, um, I'm sorry, Mom, but it was a hideous, like plaidish kind of, you know, that mustardy and reds and browns and whatever, but, (laughs) and the Same colors were in our carpet, you know, 1970 something. But I loved that rocking chair because my daddy would sit in that rocking chair and I'd climb up on his lap and we would watch, God bless his soul, the sound of music. Every Thanksgiving, it would come on TV. And I loved Maria and the whole Von Trapp family, but you know what scene I love the most? The, the scene that was in the thunderstorm. Remember? And the storm came and the little kids, the little girls, they were so afraid and they ran into Maria's room and they climbed into bed with her because they were afraid and they were praying. And, and Maria was praying for all the kids. And then what do you know? The boys showed up the girls said, oh, they won't be here because they're not afraid. They're boys. And then they showed up. And then, and then, so Maria has all the kids and and she kind of does this exact same thing. Okay, so we're afraid of the storm that's raging out inside, but but tell me your favorite things. What What are your favorite things? And I love that. Then she sings that fabulous song about, these are a few of my favorite things. I mean, who doesn't love raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, <laughs> okay? I'm just saying, in the same way that Maria took that situation and she made it something fun and memorable, can we, can we do that this year on Thanksgiving? I think when we go and whether we're eating with our families or we're eating alone, we need to think about our favorite things. We need to focus on the one who sustains us, the one who created us, the one who sits on the throne and has a plan and a purpose for each of our lives. If you're still having trouble trying to find something to be, thankful for, just stick around to the end after I pray for you all, because I'm going to give you a recipe for chocolate chip pumpkin cookies that you will be thankful for. Just trust me on this one. (laughs) But friend, if you are struggling today, I am right there with you. I just want you to know you're not alone. And we all, if we could just bond together and remember we have so much to be grateful for, to be thankful for, and that we should do it always and for everything in our lives. Let's find those favorite things and instead of focusing on the storm around us, let's focus on the goodness of God and what He has done through and for us. Let me pray for you. God I pray for my beautifully broken friends. God, if they're struggling this year, I pray that you would just give them things to be thankful for. God, if they're alone this holiday season, I pray that you would just, in a miraculous way, in the way that you, only you know how to do, help them to know that you are close to them, that you are close to the brokenhearted. God, that, that you are a God full of hope full of grace, full of truth, and that we can trust you with our lives and, and we can trust you to give us something to be thankful for. Help us to change our perspective on, on the storm outside and everything that's wrong with this world. Help us to focus on what is good. Even if the only good thing we can come up with is you, that is way more than we could ever be thankful for, God. You are so good. You are so good to us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the ability to be grateful for everything, always. I pray these things in your name, amen. Okay. I hope you're all ready for these amazing cookies that are seriously going to change your life. Um, All credit goes to the blogchef.net. If you've not ever checked him out, he has some amazing recipes and beautiful pictures that go step by step, which I find incredibly helpful. So for this recipe, you're gonna need two and one half cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon baking powder. Have you ever seen uh, the Sleeping Beauty when the little fairies are like, one tisp, what's a tisp? Anyways, (laughs) so you got your one teaspoon baking powder, one teaspoon baking soda, two teaspoons cinnamon, a half a teaspoon of nutmeg, a half a teaspoon of cloves, half a teaspoon of salt, half a cup of butter that's softened, one and a half cups of white sugar, one cup canned pumpkin puree, one egg, one teaspoon vanilla extract, one bag of semi-sweet chocolate chips. And then there is a glaze that goes over the top of these. But first, of course, you mix all your dry ingredients together. You cream the sugar, you add I just add all my spices in to the dry ingredients and um, I so then I add my pumpkin puree to the sugar, I add the egg, the vanilla, then I add the dry uh, flour and all the the spices in there and then the the bag of uh, chocolate chips you bake them. I mean clearly you bake them, but you bake them. At three hundred and fifty degrees, for between fifteen and twenty minutes, and and I don't make these cookies like super large, probably, uh, you know, a teaspoon size, um, shape, and then I always try to pat it down just a little, uh, so that it'll cook evenly. And then you add the glaze, and here is the glaze. It's two cups of confectioner sugar. That is powdered sugar for the layperson. Three tablespoons of milk, one tablespoon of butter that's melted, and one teaspoon of vanilla extract. And then you just glaze those suckers up, and I'm telling you, I'm not even joking. Life-changing. Life-changing. And you will be grateful. I'm just, you'll be thankful you'll have something to thank the lord and honestly the best the, the time that i enjoy them the most for breakfast with a cup of hot coffee so enjoy happy thanksgiving everyone i'm grateful for you